you know, in New York, it's like, you're an idiot if you do everything yourself. And I think here, what was so funny was like, oh, I forgot how to be a human. From Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature, real stories where humans and our habitat meet. I'm Caroline Ballard. This time, we'll hear about a woman whose move changed her company and her life. Stephanie Housley is an artist. In her art, families of monkeys play hide-and-seek, foxes and cats have picnics, and snowshoe hares snowshoe across wintry landscapes. I always really loved animals, always, my whole life. And I have always thought of them just like people. You know, and I I wanted a tail when I was little, so I had a <laughs> this stupid braided yarn tail that I safety pinned onto my pants. Of course, my mom didn't stop me because she was like, "You've got a wonderful imagination." <laughs> you know, she never said no to anything, which was which, I mean, I was disciplined, but like you know, she she really allowed for me to have this wild imagination and to believe in kind of the magic of things and the appreciation of small things and. There was just a belief that these these critters are just like us. Stephanie and her husband moved to New York after college. In 2007, Stephanie founded her own business, Coral and Tusk, where she and her staff turn her illustrations into embroidered household items and whimsical gifts. Although Stephanie spent her time drawing animals and environments that inspired her, she and her husband began to realize how removed they were from that world. Both of us really prioritize being able to spend time in nature. And in New York, unfortunately, there just wasn't, we would go, we had, we've always had dogs. And so we would go to the park and spend a lot of time there as much as, as possible. But it's certainly not having a, an experience where you're immersed in a natural setting. And you know, a lot of people would get country houses in upstate and stuff like that, but it just, that didn't really fill the, the need that both he and I had. And so I think it was, it's, it's much more of, a, of an inherent urge that had to be filled. And so we, <laughs> it sounds stupid, I had had this vision of us being in Wyoming because we both had visited when we were, I think, 17 and 18 and came out here and just loved it. And then six years ago, we had come out on vacation and fell in love with it all over again as adults. And it was nice because we've been, we've been really lucky and we've gotten to travel a ton in our lives. And um, it's not often that we want to go back to the same place twice. So one day I was talking to my husband and I said, hey, you know, I've been thinking about, and he finished my sentence, which is moving to Wyoming. And it was so crazy because we had not talked about it at all, like we had not had a previous conversation. After looking at almost 80 properties, they found their dream home on 18 acres of land in Bondurant, Wyoming. It was an hour away from the nearest store, surrounded by national parks and forests where wilderness is protected. At first, it was just going to be a summer house. But then the more we thought about it, the more we thought, well, you know, we hear that the winters are really crazy and we have no idea how this is going to impact the rest of our life. So maybe we should try it just for a year. And about two weeks in, we thought we are, 
<laughs> never going back. We love, we love this way too much. Although they loved their new home, there were challenges to settling in. You know, in New York, it's like you're an idiot if you do everything yourself. And I think here, what was so funny was like, oh, I forgot how to be a human. Like, I forgot how to be self-reliant. I forgot how to be independent. I forgot how to use common sense to fix something if it breaks. Like, um, snow maintenance. We're up here. We are an hour from town. The road is not plowed. Our driveway is not plowed. How do we figure out how to get in and out in a vehicle all winter long, even if there is a blizzard and a snow hurricane and eight feet of snow at any given time? How do we manage that? So we got a Ranger that has a Burka Max six foot blower on the front. And then when it breaks, how do we figure out how to fix it? Because you're not taking it somewhere. You really have to figure out those things. So anything from like sh fixing a shovel to, to like, okay, well, the shear pin's broken and it's stuck in there. So how do I do that? This turnbuckle's no longer working. I have to figure out a strap to make it work. And I would have never thought that I could figure something out like that before. Did you know what a turnbuckle was when you lived in New York? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely no. When Stephanie left New York, she didn't just leave behind the person she was in the city. She also left behind her staff at Coral and Tusk. They also had to adjust to Stephanie's move. I guess at first everyone was like, where is Bondurant? <laughs> That's Alicia Scardetta. She's the wholesale account manager at Coral and Tusk. I didn't really know how it was going to work. Moving is really hard at any time for everyone involved. Like, it is really difficult to move. It's difficult for the person moving, and it's difficult for the person who is staying behind. It was really tough at first to have that much distance and a two-hour time gap, and, you know, we're doing video conferencing, but it's really not the same, and there's a wonderful synergy when we're all in the same space. As the team struggled with the distance, Stephanie realized there was a way to bridge the gap, at least temporarily. She invited the team to her house for a week-long retreat. In August of 2016, her eight employees traveled from the heart of New York City to the wilderness of Wyoming. It was a very beautiful flight into Jackson Hole, like you were landing in the Grand Tetons in the National Park. To see the mountains from the air like that was unbelievable, like a totally unrivaled experience. And then to land and get off on that staircase rather than directly into a terminal was just so amazing. It was like, we have arrived, like, this is so beautiful and we're here. Stephanie met them at the airport, and after a night out at a cowboy bar in Jackson Hole, she brought them back to her house. It was a pretty long drive and it was extremely dark outside by then. And that in itself is really different than New York because there's streetlights everywhere and people live everywhere, whereas she was, you know, out there and it's just her property. So I think that that was such a stark and disarming but wonderful experience to see total darkness, to remember the stars, to, to actually notice that the moon has a cycle. <laughs> like, in New York, like, after almost 20 years in New York, you're like, oh yeah, the moon, who cares? Like, not, not who cares, but you, you don't even think about what the natural path is and what that, what, how it impacts everything else. The next morning, Stephanie gave a tour of the place she now called home. 
it's really striking just how much Stephanie loves where she lives and her connection to that land. She knows every inch of her property. And I do remember a highlight of that tour was she she picked up a dead ermine that she had found a few days before and showed it to us. And that was pretty funny. And that I feel like that really sums up just how Steph, much Stephanie loves the land out there and animals and all of that. She loves it enough to pick up a dead ermine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had a few ermine designs in the Coral and Tusk line before, so it was pretty cool to see one, even though it was dead. Over the course of the week, Stephanie and her team hiked in the Wind River Mountains and the Tetons. They went rafting on the Snake River, saw wolves at sunrise in Yellowstone, swam in the Boiling River, and rode horses in the Grovant. As the retreat continued, Stephanie saw changes taking place in her team. I saw, <laughs> like, here's, like, one funny example. I saw their outfits changed from, like, cute outdoorsy to utilitarian outdoorsy because you're, like, <laughs> you really, like, you, like, you're, like, how is this going to, like, am I going to be able to pull off a look, you know, here? <laughs> to the end, you're, like, you're, you're just, you're going to wear what makes sense because there is, like, you are not looking cute for anybody out here. And you're going to definitely do best in what makes most sense. So that was like a funny, like a very surfacey kind of thing to watch. You're like, cargo um, shorts have a purpose, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The changes went beyond clothing. Spending time together in nature brought the team closer together as people. It was great to be able to see kind of those layers being peeled back for each person and then being able to connect with each other on a deeper level. The retreat also gave Alicia and the team a new appreciation for the animals and habitats Stephanie celebrates in her art. And I think going out to Wyoming specifically has helped me to think about like our designs in a new way and like think about different ways we can give back to nature. Coral and Tusk has moved to recyclable and biodegradable shipping materials and has made it a mission to use their platform and products to educate their audience about wildlife conservation. The retreat had a bigger effect on Coral and Tusk's team than Stephanie could have imagined. And her team sees that Wyoming has changed Stephanie as well. I mean, Stephanie's love for nature is apparent in everything she does. And I think her moving out there and being closer to the land and having a closer connection to nature has really affected her way of life. You carry yourself as a certain type of human in a city setting. You know, it's like city tough and being able to figure stuff out and being street smart and being able to quickly perceive a, a vibe or a feeling if you're in a new neighborhood and, and moving through that kind of stuff. And I think here, it's less exterior. It's, it's less show. It's much more down to earth, human to human contact, which is great. It's, it's like I've become more trusting.
I'm just thinking of the difference between Brooklyn and Wyoming, and especially in relation to your art, that I'm thinking of, like, you know, the wildlife in Brooklyn, and I'm coming up with, like, pizza rat um, <laughs> exactly. driving the pizza down the subway <laughs> stairs. So I assume that your uh, subject matter is much richer uh, where you're living now. It absolutely is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like before, you know, I would, I would be watching, like, I remember being inspired by watching this squirrel find this way into this window gate to build a nest and then get on this crazy wire to cross. I mean, it was this really long thing. And I was like, Oh, that's like, how amazing to watch the squirrel do this. And it seems so hilarious now because it's like, you, we had three moose in our front yard. There's elk, there's deer. I saw this amazing Northern saw wet owl on an Aspen branch right outside our window on early Sunday morning. And it was such a gift and a blessing. And I thought, Oh, where, where are you going to see anything like this? And this is our home. And just seeing these, these creatures that become part of your extended family and part of your extended environment, watching their patterns, watching how they move through the world, watching how they build their own homes, it's almost like living vicariously through them. And I'm able to imagine what it's like to sleep outside with them at night and where do they choose to bed down and what are they going to eat and it's a it's a pretty constant stream of really truly fulfilling visual inspiration i think the biggest thing is realizing how totally precious it is when you're faced with these things and when you're in them in such a complete way, you're able to understand them better. It's very raw and it's very real. And I think that that has, has been the biggest influence. Our storytellers were Stephanie Housley and Alicia Scardetta. Since moving out west, Stephanie has designed a number of products for Coral and Tusk, directly inspired by her time in Wyoming. You can see pictures of her work and the retreat at humannaturepodcast.org. I'm Caroline Ballard. This story was produced by August Law, Ashton Hooker, Anna Rader, Aaron Jones, and Micah Schweitzer. The theme song is by Caught a Ghost. Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media. It's human.